Good morning. How you guys doing? Awesome. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and open to uh, through actually two different places. One's going to be in Hebrews chapter 11. And then the other, our main text this morning is going to be in Matthew chapter 14. Uh, if you're here and this is your first time, welcome to Crosswinds Church. If you're looking for a home church, we believe this is a pretty good one. And, and uh, we'd love to invite you to come back, check it out. Um, uh, we're typically this rowdy. <laughs> Most Sundays. And uh, so we'd love to help you get connected. If this is not the place for you, we hope that you'll find a good home church. If you're visiting with us, we hope that you'll take what Jesus wants to do this morning and allow him to work in you and take it back to wherever you live and to find a good place, a good home church uh, to get connected to. We are in a Defining Moments series. This is the last Sunday in our Defining Moments series. Uh, the Defining Moments was, uh, began six weeks ago where we started asking um, you, if you call Crosswinds your, uh, your home, to begin taking this journey of faith with us to what is it that God wants to do in us and through us over the course of the next few years, that Defining Moments would be a two-year journey, a two-year initiative where we ask God even financially to say, God, what do you want to do in us and through us? But what we've been reminded of of these last six weeks is that it's more than just about a building. It's more than just about an expansion. This is about a mission that God has given us to reach people in our community, and much like what uh, uh, Johan and Hewan said, this is about reaching even the next generation, that we can't look at it about this is not just about who's here, but it's about who's not here, That's right. that, that really matters. And, and so just being reminded of that this morning, that there is a mission, there is something so much bigger than just showing up and sitting in our comfortable little, comfortable little seat and singing our worship songs, that there's so much more to the mission that God has called us to. And I don't know where you're at spiritually, and I, I imagine that we're probably in different places. There are many of you who are in different places that you're not even sure what you believe. There are some of you not even sure what you believe about faith this morning, about Jesus and it's really interesting that we chose to um, land the plane today in this Defining Moment series with this whole story of Peter getting out of the boat and stepping out in faith because that's the journey that we're asking us all to do here this morning and what I believe that God's calling us to. So over the last few weeks, we've been talking about this. We're expanding the building. We are asking that 100% of people who call Crosswinds their home to participate in some form or fashion, even if it's a small investment, even if it's a small portion of, of, what, uh, of what you can do, just trusting in faith that God can do the impossible with our faith this morning. And so over the next, over the next couple of weeks, we, over the last few weeks, we've been asking you to pray that what God would have you do. And this morning is Commitment Sunday, where we've asked you to bring a commitment card that, to turn in to say, hey, this is what I believe that God's leading me to do over the course of these next two years. This is what I believe that God's going to use me to do over the course of these next two years. That not only is it about our time, not only about is it about our, our talent, but it's also about the treasure that God has given us that everything 
that we have, he's given to us. And so we ask you at the end of the service, we're going to have a time of prayer, and we're going to ask you to, to bring your commitment card. If you didn't get one, we'll make sure that you get one. We're going to ask you to bring your commitment card and lay it in the basket. Um, and as, as your, form, your form of commitment uh, to what God has asked us to do. You're like, well, do I, have to, do I have to turn in a commitment card to show my faith? Well, Peter could have just sat in the boat. All right, we'll get to that in a minute. You, don't, you guys don't like it just yet. And so in a couple weeks also, we, on December the 10th, we're actually going to have what's called our First Fruit Sunday. And that will be the beginning of this two-year initiative. What we're asking is everybody to bring a, fruit, a first fruits gift on December the 10th. And that will be the beginning of this two-year initiative where you're making a commitment. You're not making a commitment to me. You're not making a commitment to the church. You're making a commitment to the Lord. And the mission that he has called, he's called us to. And so just want to just encourage you guys to that today. I also want to just take a moment. And just say thank you. There are a lot of people who put a lot of hard work into the last six weeks into getting us to this point. And there's a lot of hard work that's going to be done over the course of these next two years. I want to say thank you to our leadership team. Yeah. Our, our leadership team consists of individuals who were willing to take the same steps of faith to trust God, and to see miracles happen, to see God do the impossible. Um, and I want to thank them for um, that trust in me, that trust in our staff, um, but also that belief in, uh, in God and what he wants to do. I also want to say thank you to the staff. Um, they've worked really hard and, and been doing a lot. And... Um, What's really interesting is that I believe that even if you weren't paying them, they'd still be doing it. That they're not doing it for the, you don't go into ministry for the money, just to be honest with you. And, and they serve tirelessly and, and probably most weeks serve more than 40 hours a week. And constantly investing their lives and investing their time and caring for people. Because why do we do this? We don't do it so we can build bigger buildings. We do it so that we can impact the lives of people because people matter. They matter to Jesus and they matter to us. And so that's why we've been called to this. And I just want to thank God. I want to thank God for them. I want to thank God for our volunteers. Man, our volunteers, we couldn't do it, obviously, with just a few of staff. We couldn't do it without our volunteers here this morning. I mean, there are people like these guys in the, in the sound booth and these guys who are back here serve on the worship team and our, our team that's in children's ministry and our welcome team and our parking team and our safety team. They are serving every single week, and we couldn't do it without you. And so thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. And if you're not serving... Grab a T-shirt. We got plenty of them. And jump in and, and start, start to serve. So let's talk about faith this morning, right? The journey of following Jesus is actually a walk of faith. It's, it's a walk of faith that we have to begin to understand and, and learn through. It's like coming to this moment where we're challenged on what we actually believe. 
And we see, we see the Bible actually living that out, playing it out in so many different circumstances. Let's be honest. If you read the Bible, you see steps of faith after steps of faith after steps of faith that are called things that seem almost impossible, things that are impossible. And in those moments, God just comes through and he shows up. And I believe that's the way God is, that most of the time that in the 11th hour, God shows up and you're like, well, there's been circumstances where he didn't show up. Well, that's not totally true because he did. He just didn't show up in the way you expected him to. Because the reality of it is, is that God knows better than us. And so we have to trust him in, the, in these moments. I love Hebrews chapter 11. I was reminded of that. I was talking about this walk of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says this, and without faith, it is impossible. Say impossible. impossible. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And so it's, it's this, I don't know if you've ever read Hebrews 11, it's this hall of faith where God begins to help us see time after time after time through individuals all throughout scripture that faith had to be lived out. And he says that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And he goes on and he says, by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen and holy fear, built an ark to save his family. Can you imagine God coming to Noah and say, hey, Noah, I want you to build an ark. It's going to rain. And you got Noah's like, God, it hadn't rained for years. And all of a sudden, now he starts over the course of the next 125 years, he's building an ark. I mean, I can barely build a box in a day. Actually, I can't build a box. So, And can you imagine day after day after day, continue to put one board on after another, believing that God's going to send rain, having people come along and say, man, are you crazy? It hasn't rained for a long time. Why do you need that big of a boat? Right? Why do you need that big of a boat? Well, they didn't realize that God had told Noah that he was going to put some animals in there. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place where he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. God ever called you to go somewhere where you didn't know where you were going? Just told you to get in the car and go? Yeah, Vicki understands that. Really cool story. Vicki and Jeremy came here about a year or so ago. They ended up in PTs, and George and Susan were in there. And they were like, George and Susan were like, hey, where do you go to church? And we're like, hey, we're new here. We don't, re- we don't, we don't have a church yet. And they are like, hey, y'all to come to Crosswinds. And guess who showed up at Crosswinds? Yeah. It's been awesome to see how God just kind of works in that situation. It just so happens that Jeremy was out of town this past week. He was flying back in from uh, out of town, stepped beside a person on the airplane and, uh, and uh, said, hey, um, uh, where are you from? And the girl said, hey, I'm from Wilmington. And Jeremy said, well, where do you go to church? And uh, she's like, well, we don't really have a church yet. And, he, he, and the, uh, the girl and Jeremy said, well, I know I, we go to Crosswinds. It's a pretty good church. And she said, yeah, I know, Chris. <laughs> True story. It was my daughter's best friend who just got married a week ago, coming back from her honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Tell me God don't work, you know, right? Right. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. 
Can you imagine God going to you and saying, hey, I want you to take your son up on the mountain. I want you to sacrifice him. Not knowing that God had already provided. And then in Hebrews chapter 12, 11 has this faith, hall of faith. And then Hebrews chapter 12 says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. And so I want to set the foundation this morning. You see, God really has already set the foundation that what he's called his people to, that if we're going to believe in who Jesus is, if we're going to believe in him as Savior, that there's so much more to our faith than just coming to church and singing songs and going through the motions, that there is actually action involved in our faith. That it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith doesn't sit back and do nothing. Faith doesn't sit back and do nothing. So let's look at Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 is a great illustration of that this morning. It's one of the, probably one of the uh, most favorite Bible stories in all of the Bible. It's probably one that if you've grown up in church at any point, you have heard time and time and time again about Peter getting out of the boat. But I think there's something at the core this morning that I want us to begin to understand as we begin to navigate this. And hopefully, even if you've grown up in church and even if you've heard this story time and time and time again, there'll be something that God refreshes your mind on this morning. Matthew chapter 14 and verse 22 says, Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. Now, I find that really interesting, right? It wasn't like Jesus went to them and gave them a suggestion. Hey, guys, you, and see what, what we need to know is a little bit of context off of this. They had just come from feeding 5,000 with, with five loaves and two fish, right? Jesus said, hey, guys, I want you to go find some, something to eat for all these people. There was about 5,000 people, 5,000 men. That means there was a bunch of women and children, so 10, 15,000 people at the time. And, and Jesus said, hey, disciples, I need you to go find something for all them to eat. And the disciples were like, no, Jesus, let's just send them into the town. Tell them to go into town. It's getting late. Let's send them in town. Get them something to eat. Send them to Chick-fil-A. They'll help them. And, and Jesus said, no, you find something for them to eat. And all they found was a little boy with five loaves and two fish. He took it to Jesus, and they were like, hey, hey, Jesus, here's our five loaves and two fish, but we don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> we don't, that's all we got. And Jesus took it, and he multiplied it, and he put it in 12 baskets. And the 12 baskets he started ha- taking around and handing hand around, and it never went out. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being one of those disciples? You're like, Jesus, uh, there's a lot more people here. Uh, I'm not sure this is a month. He's like, just hand it out. <laughs> just hand it out. And being that disciple where you're just like. Does this thing ever end? And at the end, there was still some left over. So, they're just, so the disciples are just coming off of that, Right. And, and they're really tired. Jesus is tired. I bet he's tired of people at this point. And so he's going up on the mountain to spend some time praying. His disciples wore him out. He's going up on, he's going to, he's going to get off by himself. So he says he actually made them get into the boat. You realize that Jesus made the disciples get into the boat knowing where they were getting ready to go. 
okay? <laughs> knowing where they were getting ready to go. I think sometimes God sends us into places knowing that we're getting ready to encounter some difficult times. Because he's got a purpose for it. He's got a purpose. He's sovereign like that. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on, go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. Uh, Mark chapter 6 says that Jesus, when he made them get into the boat, that they were headed to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went out on the mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he uh, was there alone. And the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against him. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. Now, hold on. Let's think about that for a moment. They were some distance away. The wind and waves, they were blowing. The disciples, they've been, they've been struggling all night long with the wind. And Jesus comes out walking on the water. They were terrified. It's a ghost. That'd probably be us too. They said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat. Then Peter got down out of the boat. He walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. Little, you, little, you, you of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Now, I'll stop there for a minute because I'll give you a couple of thoughts. I want to give us enough time at the end of this to really have some time to pray because as together, we're taking some huge steps of faith. We're, we're taking some pretty huge steps of faith. We're believing that God can do and wants to do the impossible through us as the body of Christ. I want to give you just a couple of thoughts as it pertains to this passage. It pertains to the things that we're walking through presently, and hopefully it applies to your life personally this morning. The first thing is this. Peter got out of the boat. Peter got out of the boat. Faith is simply taking the next step. Faith is simply taking the next step. You see, there were 11 other guys who actually stayed in the boat. There were 11, 11 other guys who saw Jesus or saw what they thought was a ghost coming at them, but Peter was the only one who responded. The, I believe all 11 of them, had they wanted to, could have experienced this miracle of walking on the water, but they stayed in the boat. And what I believe about Peter was that God was, Jesus was working in him because he has so much bigger plans for Peter. And this was a defining moment in the life of Peter because what God was going to do through Peter was he said, on this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. That's what he said about Peter. And he knew that Peter would be a key player in the days to come for 
for his church. You see, we can either take the next step of faith, we can walk in faith, or we can stay in the boat and play it safe. We can stay in the boat and play it safe. Which means if we stay in the boat, which means we never fully experience all that God has for us. We never fully experience all that God has for us. Jesus came and in John 10, 10, he said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it to the fullest. And if we're walking in faith, that's when we're truly experiencing all that God has for us. If it's something that you can accomplish, then it might not be faith. And faith, the subsequent answer to this or the subsequent part of that is not, not only is faith simply taking the next step, but faith will often involve risk. It's not like Jesus says, hey, hey, uh, hey, Peter, uh, just want you to just come out of the boat and everything's going to be okay. So, so Peter gets out of the boat and he, he starts walking, which let's be honest, that was awesome. I mean, wouldn't you think that once he got out of the boat, can you imagine the first step? Have you ever tried to step out of the water out of a boat? Right? You don't, you, don't, you don't typically do that. You don't typically do that. A few years ago, we were, we were out on my brother's boat a couple, year, a couple years ago, and um, we, were, we, were going down, we were going down the waterway, and, um, and, and uh, I believe it was my wife's hat flew off, or my mother-in-law's hat flew off. And, um, and so, knowing, you know, me being the Savior, <laughs> right, I jumped out, swam out. I got the hat. You know, and I about died getting back. I forgot about the current, right? There's a current. The boat's going one way, Chris is going the other. You know, finally I get back, I think he's got the boat reversed, and I still feel like I'm getting further away. I'm struggling, I'm struggling, I get, finally get back to the boat, and, and I get out, and I'm like dying, you know, it's when I was a lot younger than this. And I get out, and, and I, hand, I hand it to my wife, and, and, uh, and so we take off, and she puts it on her head, and guess what happens? Yeah. And guess what I said about that hat? Bye-bye. I wasn't walking on water for that hat. <laughs> but here's the other part of this story. Right? Yeah, it took a lot of Peter, it took a lot for Peter to get out of the boat. And yeah, he walked on water. But there was a moment of weakness where Peter took his eyes off Jesus. You see, I, th I think often we get distracted by the wind and the waves. We get distracted by the storms. We get distracted by what's going on around us. Let's be honest, if I can say something to you that's maybe a little um, uh, in preparation for next year is that I believe in the next election year, there's going to be a lot of wind and a lot of waves and we can't take our eyes off Jesus. Amen. I don't know if that's a prophetic statement or not, but it's the truth. You see, and what I find really interesting, it wasn't like Peter didn't see 
the wind, or he, he can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of the wind, right, Billy Graham? See the effects of the wind? So it wasn't like he was like, hmm, well, I can see the waves blowing. No, nah, he just got out of the boat, and then it says, then he took his eyes off. Now, he had seen the effects of the wind before he actually got out of the boat. But all of a sudden, I think what happened was he took his eyes off of Jesus. And all of a sudden, he started to sink. Now, I found it really interesting. I was studying this was this. He saw the waves, and we all want to get out of the boat. I believe at the core of it, we all want to get out of the boat. I think at the core of it, if you're a follower of Jesus, we all want to walk in faith in some form or fashion. We want to get out of the boat. We all want to have faith. But when things get difficult, it's when we really find out what we believe about who Jesus is. That's when, that's when we truly find out what we believe about who Jesus is when things start to get difficult. This past week, just to be honest, was probably a, a, one of the most challenging uh, weeks for our family. As many of you know, Allie's been battling cancer. A couple of weeks ago, we found out that um, the cancer in her liver was growing. And so went back to Duke. They gave us a solution or what they thought would be the next step in that. Um, this past week, they've been uh, trying to, uh, they have contacted the insurance and the insurance denied it. They said and did an appeal and they denied it too. You know, you talk about a mama and a papa bear's claws coming out. It's a good thing we're not close to the insurance agencies. But it was in that moment that I was reminded, Chris, what do you truly believe about who Jesus is? And God said this to me, what if I want to heal her without that treatment. Yesterday, I came in here and filled up the baptismal and walked around praying. And I walked over here to this, I walked over here to this wall. There are probably a couple up here of prayers for our daughter, Allie. Well, I found the one that I wrote. And you're like, why is it in the bucket? Because I took it off the prayer wall. Because I want to have faith that God's going to heal my daughter. <laughs> Don't give me props. I just did what the Lord told me to. I was sitting there looking at it, and he said, why is that still on the wall? Why haven't you taken it down? So maybe there's some of you over here. Now, I'm not a name it, claim it kind of guy, right? I don't believe that just because you name it and you claim it that it's going to happen. But I believe there are times when God says, man, I've already done that. Take it down and put it in, and I don't know what he's going to do. But I can either stay in the boat or I can get out of the boat. Faith doesn't, you know, Peter didn't, he didn't know what to expect once he got out of the boat. And when we're taking steps, I've asked you to take a step of faith financially. I've asked you, I've, I've asked you to take a step of faith 
And you're, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to you over the course of the next year. Some of you may lose your job. You're like, oh, I hope it's not me, Pastor Chris. But what I do believe is what God will do in those moments when they don't make sense is that he'll cut, he will come through. Now, here's what maybe the bigger step of faith. Was it, was it actually, did Peter actually demonstrate extreme courage by climbing out of the boat? Or was it actually him reaching out to Jesus that was more of the courage? Because what happens most of the time is when life gets difficult, what life gets, when life gets difficult, most of the time, we don't reach out for Jesus. We try and fix the problems on our own. And maybe the bigger amount of courage was that he actually trusted Jesus to actually save him and pull him up out of the waves. Maybe that was the bigger part of courage. You see, because what I believe is that the enemy will do everything he can to cause us to take our eyes off of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Look at this. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Because the reality of it is we're human and we're going to mess up. And sometimes we're going to be overwhelmed by the wind and the waves. And God said, your weakness your weakness is made per- for my power is made perfect in your weakness. But it's in those moments where we just have to reach out our hand and trust in who Jesus is. You see, there's two things playing here. One was a step of faith and the other was trusting Jesus. It doesn't mean we sit back and do nothing means, yes, we got to get out of the boat, but when the waves come, this is when we got to trust Jesus. But here, let's not forget this part. Jesus saved him. Jesus saved him at the core, okay, at the core of this story. I think sometimes we like to give Peter all the props. <laughs> Peter got out of the boat. Oh, he walked on water. Oh, he, died. you know, and Peter did a lot of great things. But at the core of this, this is truly about the authority of Jesus. This is about the authority of Jesus. Jesus is the hero, not Peter. Because we can try and do a lot of things in our own strength. And most of the time we really try and do. But at the, at the core of it, this is really all about the authority of Jesus. What are we going to believe to be true about Jesus? Remember, the disciples had been, Jesus made them get into the boat. And they had, got, they had been struggling all night long to about three, somewhere between 3 or 6 in the morning. They were struggling all night long. They're probably pretty tired. They, but don't forget, they had just come from a whole group of people where they had just seen Jesus feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two bread, two fish. And their faith was still being challenged. And maybe the question for us this morning is, do we trust the authority of Jesus in our life? Have we given him the authority? Because today, 
I don't, I don't know where you're at. Like, where are you at spiritually? Do I think God's going to build this building? Absolutely. Do I think he's going to give us the finances to take care of it? Absolutely. Somebody asked me the last couple of days, are you nervous about Commitment Sunday? I said, no, I'm really not. Because at the, at, the, at the foundation, at the core of this, this is really more about people than it is about money. It's more about mission than it is about money. This is really about us taking a step of faith that will point people to Jesus. And my question is, will your faith be a part of helping us take a step to point people to Jesus? So let's pray together. If you have your commitment card, I'd like for you just to put it in your hand. In just a moment, I'm just going to give you an opportunity. The band's going to start to play, and we're going to ask you just to come come down front and uh, drop your commitment card into the basket. I want you to com- commit this to the Lord. Maybe you came this morning not knowing, you know, what today was, and this is your first time. If you're being led by the Lord through this service to do something, you know, that's awesome. If you need some more time because this is your first Sunday or whatever, we trust the Lord in that process as well. And what we've said from the very beginning is what we just wanted people to do is take their next step and be obedient to whatever it was that God asked you to do. Ashley and I sat down yesterday and we've been been praying and I, I asked Ashley, I said, what, what's your number? And she's like, well, the, the Lord really hasn't given me like a clear number um, just yet. And then I said, well, here's our number. <laughs> and she's like, are you crazy? We can't do that. And I said, yeah, we can. I said, you're right. We can't do it. But God can and that, that is not a shot at my wife's faith because she wouldn't be here on this journey of planting a church has it not been for faith. And I wouldn't be here either. But I believe that what God wants to do with us and through us this morning is so much bigger and it, it is even impossible. God, we just... At the core of this, God, we know this this is about the authority of Jesus. It's about what we believe to be true about who Jesus is and what he wants to do in us and through us. God, I believe that there are spiritual implications to our faith this morning. God, that this is the beginning of a series of defining moments where I believe that as we take steps of faith, God, all along the way, you're going to show us who you are 
and what you can do. God, we commit these steps of obedience. We commit these steps of faith to you this morning. And as Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. God, we commit this time to you. And God, as we've been praying for weeks, may we continue just to see you and see those defining moments in our lives. God, I believe that even in a group like this, you've already shown up. And God, I pray that as a step of obedience this morning, we would walk by faith. For that that person who's struggling this morning, God, would you just wrap your arms around them and love on them this morning? give them exactly what they need that they may feel like Peter who's drowning sinking in the waves and the wind but God you're there holding out your hand to pick them up and to save them God I pray if there's anybody here who doesn't know you as Lord and Savior this morning that today they would say yes to you May that be their commitment to you. In Jesus' name we pray.